Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kia Sorento LX at $319 a month. $34.99 do it signing. And a 2024 Kia Telluride S all-wheel drive, $459 a month. $34.99 do it signing. All 36-month lease. Plus, get peace of mind because with every gossip Kia, you get a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. So whether you live in Horn Lake, South Haven, Olive French or Memphis, you'll be happy, happy at Gossip Key on Mount Moriah. 2680 Mount Moriah or online, keyamountmoriah.com. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To the Gene Otto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter, on X, at MGN, or Peggy Barnett, J Wright 929 ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. Glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist, the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter on X at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. Pretty good uh, little stretch here of basketball. In a even though the Grizzly season hasn't gone as planned, we got a nice win over the Rockets last night. Made sure Dylan Brooks doesn't go undefeated against the Grizzlies this year. And then tonight, big Tigers game and Gri- Grizzlies. On national, the, the whole the whole nation gets to see on TNT mm-hmm. this version of the Memphis Grizzlies, this scrappy, um, you know, bunch of Grizzlies on national television against the Milwaukee Bucks. Do we know is this going to be a normal TNT night? Because one thing I will say that I think could possibly work in the Grizzlies' favor feels like uh, everybody's certainly felt like the Rockets were already on the All Star break. Mm. Feels yeah, like everybody's kind of. I think we might. I mean, I think you're getting like. I think Chuck and them will be on. Chuck and Ernie and Kenny and Shaq will I be didn't on. Know, I didn't know if they had traveling to do. Well, but it's like the last show before the All Star. Hey, you might be right. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe this is the night of the B. You know, the B crew, if you will. Um, but nonetheless, Grizzlies uh, get a national TV showcase, and the Tigers also, I believe, on national TV, right? And ESPN two for the Tigers Seven at North Texas. Lock. I think it's a deucer, I believe. Seven's not normally a deuce time. <laughs> it's like usually six and eight. Um, let's see here. Uh, nonetheless, it is uh, a uh, 
uh, a big night for Memphis basketball. Uh, yeah, it's a plusser. You, you it's threw plus? me off. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was. Near, oh man, you got to know your TV broadcast times. Oh, I had no idea it was a plus game. Yeah, you got to have your t- broadcast. Oh, times you're right, in, bro. Oh no. Yeah, a plus night. It's a big night for the Tigers, and it's on plus. Listen, I'm not good at very much, but damn it, I'm good at watching sports on TV. <laughs> Uh, so I guess perfect for Tasty Take Thursday mm. um, with two big games. So we'll uh, start today's show off like that. 2.40 or so, Eric Hasseltine will join us. Uh, he'll be calling tonight's game against the Bucks um, for here for us here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Uh, 3 o'clock or so, we will get into the list. There, by the way, if you, there is a ton of college hoops tonight. Really? And normally it's like, I kind of noticed that last night. I was like, you kind of had to like scroll to find. It felt like there was a there was a lighter schedule last night. But well, maybe because they didn't. A lot of places didn't want to play on Valentine's Day. Yeah, so, I guess that. But I mean, there's um, there's a ton. And yeah, a lot. No, that's probably a what it was. A lot on ESPN Plus. A lot of people probably didn't want to. You know, you don't. You know, it's hard to get a crowd on Valentine's. Harder to get a crowd on Valentine's Day. You know, people got people going out to dinner. Yeah. Uh, so the two, the Deucer game. Is Temple FAU, okay. and then the Deuce turns over to uh, Pac-12. Okay, there we go. Got Stanford, uh, Washington. The last days yeah. of the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, three thirty. Uh, Jason Smith will join us. We'll talk to him about that Tigers North Texas game. Um, I guess let's start with Tigers. I guess because that's the game, the biggest game tonight. Um, the biggest win thus far was last night's win over the Rockets, but the biggest game. In terms of stakes, is even though it's being streamed, and and the Grizzlies game against the Bucks is on TNT, um, the biggest game is Tigers North Texas, and it's a, I mean, I, it's not over if they lose tonight. It's just a lot closer to over than not if they lose tonight. Like it's it becomes real desperate if you can't win tonight at North Texas with this resume. Yeah, if you don't win tonight. You're starting to get Your backs in, against the you're wall. You're starting to get into territory if you got to win out. Yeah, you're you're just you're going to feel like whether it's true or not, you're going to feel like your back is against the wall if you can't pull out the win tonight. And my big deal is okay. Yes, there are other opportunities. But let's let's refresh everybody how the tournament committee works. Because you and I've talked about how there is this misconception of like the net rating and Ratings just essentially sort it and seed it. Essentially what happens is a group of people get into a room and they write the names of the schools down. Mm-hmm. Like, you start off with, who are the automatic ends? Well, during the actual final bracket, it's like, all right, here are the automatic qualifiers. These are the teams that are automatically in. But they start off with, it works a lot like the college football playoff discussion mm-hmm. where, all right, who are the teams we agree on? Let's move on. And then you start working on the teams that you will have disagreements on. The Tigers at some point have got to play their way back into conversation mm-hmm. because it seems to me that four game, that entire four game losing streak, it almost just allowed people to go, all right, well, whatever, moving on. You've got to do something to start getting back in it. And I think a 2-0 and week would help a ton into getting back into it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, ultimately, 
you know, we keep talking about what their opponents are doing, who they beat earlier in the year, what they're doing, and what's happening in the league. And ultimately, you look at this stretch, all the best teams in this league this year, you're pretty much playing them here down the stretch. Yep. You've played mostly, ba- actually, the bad teams in the league, if you look at who Memphis has played thus far. Nice job, guys. Uh, and now you're about to play all the, you know, North Texas, followed by SMU, followed by Charlotte, followed by FAU. Those are the, you know, four best teams in the league, more than likely, when, when push comes to shove, um, other than you. And so this is... This is a proving ground. This is the start of, I think, a stretch. I mean, really, the two. It, to me, it, you know, obviously began with the Wichita State game because that's when you finally dug yourself, you know, finally stopped the bleeding. You know, you finally dug yourself out of, you know, stopped, stopped digging the hole down. And now they've sort of. I would you know, argue that was the game that you you avoided disaster. They obviously have not emerged from that hole yet, but they're starting to, you know. They're making some progress now, but now here, here this is the this is going to be the hardest part because they're going to play the best teams here coming up. And if they continue to play the way they did against Tulane most of that game, I think they'll be in good shape. That was that was that looked a lot like the team I remember from the beginning of the year. Um, to be quite honest, a lot more than anything recently, by and large, absolutely. And if they can continue to play at that level, and there there seems to. You know, I think there is a higher level than that for them, um, but they can beat a team like North Texas tonight, who's going to probably be missing. They, you know, maybe they'll have one of their guards back. Um, we'll see. Um, it's a game time decision. It sounds like probably, um, but that's a team that this is a team that's lost four or five. They're struggling yeah. um, right now. Um, now they have lost. They lost close to SMU on the road. Uh, it was, I think, Sunday. about three. Yeah, on Sunday. Um, but their losses are to Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, UAB, South Florida, and SMU. The other best teams in the league. Their losses are not to the bad teams in the league. Their losses are to the good teams in the league, who you, by and large, haven't played very many of them. Important so. to note, they've lost four or five, but all f- – this is unreal. Uh, the the worst loss was the was to South Florida by five, all the rest of them by three. Mm-hmm. They lost to UAB in overtime by three. So it started with losing to FAU in Boca by three. Mm-hmm. At UAB, or bigger part, they hosted UAB, they lost in overtime by three. They lost at home to South Florida by five. They sandwiched a nice Tulsa get-back game mm-hmm. in there, and then SMU by three on Sunday. I think it's also important to note, SMU plays at Tulane tonight. Okay, that's one like, to monitor. I feel like SMU and Tulane have already played three times this year. But clearly this is only the second time. Yeah, evidently. Um, I just feel like when I close my eyes and I see ESPN2 on a Thursday night, I've seen Tulane. I feel like I've seen Tulane and SMU at least twice already, but I clearly haven't. The other interesting aspect of this, I do think, is the road trip aspect of it. You don't see this very often. Like the You see this in the Pac-12, where yeah. you play two bat, you well, play. No, 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 no. The gold standard, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize this until this year, and apparently this has been happening for a while, but if you can tell, I've been dipping my toe back into some Ivy League gambling. Mm-hmm. The Ivy League will play back-to-backs. Oh, okay. Like Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, because they don't want to play, play on the weekdays. Ac- yeah, Academics, too yes. important. Yes, of course. Um, but I presume it's also it's not. It's not common in college sports, but they're going to play North Texas and SMU, and they're going to stay on the road. You're going to play back-to-back regular season games without coming back to Memphis. 
And doesn't doesn't that feel like a nice like uh, this is the defining you know kind of this is what this is the moment they came together truly and fully. We're going two and zero. I mean, it could also I guess it could also you could point to man they got a rough beat they had to play like you know be on the road for three four days. But I feel like it's going to be this is this could be a really gratifying moment here on the road. They really come together even closer as a team, right? I feel like this trip has the opportunity to actually be what is going to get talked about the second half of the Wichita State game. You know, when the narrative is going to be that was the turning point, that really wasn't the turning point. That's when point. it started. It'll turn to if, – if you can go 2-0 and in this and you eventually go on the run, the Wichita State game becomes – that's when it started. Yes, that's when even it though started. it's not actually. Like, that was just avoiding disaster. <laughs> like, that, that was that – was avo- But that's when you stopped the bleeding. I don't even think they stopped the bleeding. I think they just avoided – they avoided – the well, last then, right, and then Penny brought up because we, we he's already starting to construct this comeback story. Oh yeah, he brought up at the after uh, the Tulane game the the film session which happened after the Wichita State game in which a lot a lot of negatives were brought up. Mm-hmm. Is how he basically put it. Like the, there are a lot of negative film, a little bit of positive film to show you what you could be, but a lot of negative film to show you what you are right now. Little, um, little Chuck Daly special, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna let the second team beat Team USA or whatever the college kids. By the way, MJ, everybody, go sit on the side. <laughs> then they go to Temple and play well for a, really well for in the first half of that game, and and for a decent chunk of that game. And if they just make free throws down the stretch, even they probably win it by double digits. Um, but a little closer, to, but it, a little. It, it was better than the Wichita State game. Yes, you know, like it wasn't some definitive win, but it was. It, so you moved up incrementally, and then the third win over Tulane, as we said, was like a pretty good effort by them. Like thirty minutes of man, this is, looks like a lot like the team we remember that was really rolling there for a minute. Um, and you know, with Naquan Tomlin now, uh, I think it's fair to say this is true about those three games. The final score wasn't indicative of how they played in any of those. Mm-hmm. They played really poorly. They just went up against a team that is so bad that they had the opportunity to save the day mm-hmm. against Wichita State. But they played horribly for 32 minutes. I felt against Temple, they played overall pretty well. I agree with you. If they just, a team that's hit free throw, it's not like this is a bad free throw shooting team. This mm-hmm. team's been pretty good. If they hit 10, you know, 10 of their free throws that they missed, they win that game by 15. And I think they controlled that. And then they let Tulane make the final score look closer in the final four minutes because they emptied the bench. And, and one intriguing thing to me that I've seen, that you can see developing since he changed the starting lineup. Naquan Tomlin kind of emerging as like the third guy. You know, yeah. like, like you, you, know, jo- you have Jones and Quinterly and... You know, for the longest time, especially once Caleb Mills left, there hasn't been like who's been the consistent third guy. You know, like Tom, you know, uh, Jordan and Dandridge haven't been. You know, like ultimately, neither of them are great. The greatest scoring options. Malcolm's had his well, moments. I think Malcolm's had moments where he's been the third option, but then and the, that's the, the problem. The, he probably shouldn't be. Well, the front. I, on like I would that. argue the problem is the front court just got more crowded. I yeah. think overall, Malcolm's had a pretty good year. Yeah, it's just now. Well, no, and and I think he would have played more against uh, Tulane if he hadn't gotten in foul trouble yeah, so and that, quickly. And I um, and I also don't think 
I don't think Jordan Brown would have played as much. I yeah. feel like Jordan Brown's yeah. increased minutes was a reflection the of the first half. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like he and he earned some minutes in the second half because of the way he played in the first half. But to me, Tomlin, like if we're going with a tasty take about this team, like him being the third best player on the team, or like even like on some nights being the second, you know, being the number two guy behind J- Jones. That to me is how they go on a run. You know what I mean? And like figuring that out. And it seems like they're closer to figuring it out than they've ever been. But figuring out, like he is the third, you know, he is like now, like when you heard Penny talk about it the other day after the game, he was talking about like, someone asked him like, is this, after that Tulane game, is this how you envisioned it with the bigs? You know, and like, and he said, um, yes. But he also mentioned, like, I thought, you know, like, I I envisioned it with DeAndre Williams. Like, I believed he was going to get that waiver. Naquan Tomlin's the closest thing they have to DeAndre Williams on the roster. Yeah. Um, And him becoming someone who you can really count on and depend on game to game, and it looks like maybe that's happening right now, like, that that to me is how you go on a run. You know, like, something like that developing. You know, you don't do, you don't go on a run by being the same team. You know, you go on a run by things emerging and things happening, and that's what seems to be happening to me. And it's I think it's been triggered by the starting lineup change. So I got a little different tasty take, but we're kind of we're kind of fishing in the same waters. I understand David Jones has garnered all the attention positively mm-hmm. and negatively. Mm-hmm. I think largely because he's had the ball in his hands so much. Yeah. I think the key difference, particularly when you think about, even though he didn't shoot the ball great in the second half of the Wichita State game, mm-hmm. Javon Quinterly in the last three games, 22 assists, five turnovers. Yeah, been good. And if you really look at first half, first half Temple, he was very good, and he was pretty good for most of the, when he's the two good, lane. they win. That's basically, that I, seems I, like the, the common trend, common theme. I think maybe sometimes we're overcomplicating it, and that's the great thing about Tiger basketball. They give you so much source material that you can overthink it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really quite as simple. There was a stretch where he did not play very well, mm-hmm. and they lost four games, and he's now starting to play better. And I think if we see him play well these two games, I think they can definitely go 2-0. and out. Yeah. he. I mean, he seems like a real swing player, ultimately. And... um He's been he's by and large been pretty good this year. I mean, he had a rough patch. You're right, um, and and they uh, struggled as such. Yeah, no, they struggled. And like right now, I mean, it, we'll see if Jalen Young plays tonight. He didn't. You know, he was he warmed up before the uh, Tulane game, but did I don't think was actually in uniform. Um, and we'll see if he play if he's available tonight. But like, if you've looked, Quinterly's minutes the last couple games have gone up significantly. Because like they're you know they can play, they play Walton a little bit as a backup point guard sometimes, but like they don't have very much. If if Young is not playing or not in the rotation, there's not a lot in terms of secondary ball handlers right now. You know? Yeah, and I so guess Quinterly's got to play a lot of minutes. As we were talking about yesterday with the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. when. You know, if, if Desmond Bain says... And Young, um, even if Young's available, he, like, you know, his biggest issue is he turns the ball over That's a lot. my problem. I'm now at the point where, even though I do think Jalen Young does do some good things on the defensive end for you, mm-hmm. I am at the point now where I will sacrifice a guy that I think does at least offer something 
if it is in if it's all in the spirit of let's cut down the number of guys we're playing, mm-hmm. I might do the same thing that we were talking about with the Grizzlies yesterday. If Jalen Jalen Young comes up and says, "Coach, I'm good to go," mm-hmm. you sure? Well, it's just in 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 this case, you just don't play him. Um, you know, you just don't play him. I mean, I don't think that's going to cause an issue if you. Jalen Young, who was you know you weren't playing very much anyways, doesn't play. Yeah, but we've we've discussed the problem is sometimes Penny is better with fewer options. Well, you might have seen it that happen the other day because it didn't look like he was warming up poorly, you know, and then he wasn't in uniform. So and again, I think I think he needs a full more one more week. <laughs> what I mean, it, nonetheless, um, it'll be interesting to see, you know how this all plays out from a rotation standpoint tonight. Um, because, again, this is going to be a clash of styles. It's it's the slowest team in the country in terms of pace, North Texas against Memphis, who obviously likes to get up and down and pressure you. And, you know, the press was much better against Tulane and really hasn't been that big of a factor this season, like kind of the pressure. This, this group has not been as good as – his previous groups, I think it's reflected in the overall defensive numbers, honestly. like Though the good thing, though, I do think about this, quote-unquote, uh, the North Texas swing trademark pending, mm-hmm. I do like that both SMU and North Texas play the same. I think that this would yes. be a tougher road trip if you had to, like, if you had to go not only on the road, but the end, contrasting styles. The fact that you can just settle in and know, mm-hmm. hey, guys, we got, we got 80 minutes coming up this weekend. It's going to be a slog. It's not going to be the way we want. They're going to try to turn it into a fist fight, but we know what we're going up against. I like the fact that there's consistency. It'd mm-hmm. be like playing back-to-back option teams mm-hmm. yeah. rather than like, all right, sprinkling. Remember one year, was it State and then Navy where they played Air Raid and then had the option? Like, don't don't mix it up on me. <laughs> Let's stay consistent there. Yeah. So, um, big night, though. Big night for uh, for the Tigers. You just, you really, listen, again, I don't. I, we're not. I'm not going to come on here tomorrow and go. The season is over if they lose tonight. But the season is on life support. In terms of like, you're just you've basically dug yourself a hole in which you gotta. You know, basically you can't afford another loss. It feels like, uh, you know, or you know, like it, it, here's where it is. We 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 dismissed the priest at the end of the Wichita State game. Mm-hmm. We're calling him back in because at this point now. We're just, no, it, we're telling them. We're telling them like, be by your phone, waiting room. <laughs> be by Hang your out phone. there. Hang out there. We might need you. I mean, that's 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 where we are because at that point, you are realistically talking about if you are going to be a tournament team, you're probably going to have to win out. Well, and, then, and like just in general, like tournament teams, you know, you got to go on the road and win a game like this. So here's the thing: at I, least you know, at least one of these next two, fairly or not. This team showed that they could be a tournament team in non-conference play. Mm-hmm. But would we both agree they have not, in conference play, proven that they are a tournament team? They've maybe had some flashes at moments, but you do not sit there. If you would have well, just seen this team in conference play, would you go, that's a tournament team? No. But they now have a stretch of basketball, their most important basketball, against their best teams, where they have the opportunity to once again solidify, we are a tournament team. And I, I just look at it as... Like, they've taken, you know, if you look at, like, the schedule, where have they taken positive steps forward? I would say, you know, they took, like, one, two steps, you know, kind of like one step forward um, in uh, in the first two games in 
Bahamas, the Bahamas, yeah. but then like lost the step those next with the way they played against Villanova and then losing at Ole Miss, and then like they you know took three steps forward with those wins in non-conference, and then they kind of stayed in neutral, and then like they've taken ultimately like you know two steps back, three steps back, maybe even four steps back because they're fighting for their life here in the conference play. And so like, but they have chances to get back up. And I think they're, they seem like they're good enough to do it. Like it seems like they could do what the team two years ago did. Cause that's basically what we're looking at here. That's what they need to do. They yeah. need to do what that team two years ago did. Yeah. Cause there is, I've had this thought kind of, I don't know if it's a full take. I don't even know if it's half baked. It, it might, might still be the, the dough. Mm-hmm. But you know we f- we feel good about this dope. Mm-hmm. Is there a Jalen Duran on this roster? No, it's not even as <laughs> so that. There's not. I think when you look at the rhythm of Tiger basketball seasons, I think when they get into conference play, Penny's okay with taking an early loss or two to kind of refocus and get them going for that last run. I think the problem in that plan was. Part of that plan was not losing, not blowing the twenty-point lead against USF, mm-hmm. and then definitely not losing to Rice. Oh, it's like I, I think you can accept you're going to lose maybe a couple road games in league at some point. Like Are that's going to happen. Talk, what think about it? It was in, the two home losses. Think about, that hurt. Saying, think about it in these terms: with just you lose to UAB and you lose to Tulane in the same fashion that you did. If you just hold on to win against USF when you had a twenty-point lead, mm-hmm. and if you beat Rice. A mm-hmm. team that's god awful. Yeah, worst team in the league. What are we talking about? At worst, probably they're like an eight. Yeah, no, they're an eight, and you're, we're going. This is a really important four game stretch to see if they can get like a fi- a good seed in the yes. tournament. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, we're not talking about them playing for their tournament life. We're talking about all right. As long as they don't bomb here, they're not, they're ma- they're in. We're and, probably talking about NBL territory. <laughs> no bad loss. Yeah, and. And you're going, man, if they can go like five, six and one this last seven, they could play their way into like a five or six seed, maybe seven and oh, you can get like a four seed. You know, like we could talk yeah, ourselves I mean, into that. Listen, if if you've only been watching the Tigers and you haven't paid attention to the nationally, let me explain to you what's happening a lot in college basketball. Other than basically Purdue and UConn right now, everyone's taking losses where you're like, how the hell did that happen? You know, you'll have Auburn throttle Alabama at home by 30 and then mm-hmm. turn around and get beat by 30 at Florida. And then, you know, South Carolina's had this great. You've had a lot of this kind of mix and match and just kind of positive, negative. They would have been right there in the mix. Now you are at the point where, because of that, you're having to, instead of playing for ceiling, probably you're right, probably four. And that probably is pie in the sky, but yeah. maybe. You can maybe talk yourself you can talk into that. If you won out. Yeah. You're now basically, it feels like you're playing for what we've seen the last couple of years, which is you're playing at, for an at eight. Best, you're, yeah. it, at best, if you won out from here, I think you could get your way back to where you were. Uh, I think even maybe at five and one, you could maybe play it to the nine, maybe not the eight. But Six what, and one. What, the difference is what color jerseys you're wearing. Who, but Who cares? Yeah. And so uh, it's... Uh, it is what it is. It's do or die. Penny said it himself this week. And uh, it starts again <laughs> tonight, Actually, I've been 7 squat, o'clock I've been squatting on this one. Texas. When you look at, we kind of talked a little bit with Cobb yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
I think this year, I would definitely rather be a 10. And because I don't really think there's that big of a difference between a 7 and an 8. I'd rather be a 10 because I think the one seeds, with the exception, unless you could get in that last, that if you could play, line up with the whoever ends up being the fourth number one seed, yeah. I don't feel great about that team. Mm-hmm. But these number two seeds are all going to be kind of the same. Yeah. No, the two through four are going to yes. all feel like the same type yeah. of team. Um, I, I think you're right. They're going to be they're going to be very equal. It's going to be hard. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, this weekend we're going to get the top four. You know what the committee thinks the top four seeds uh, are going to be in each region as of today, and so maybe that'll give us some hints. But uh, we'll see. Good big one uh, for the Tigers tonight. All right, then the Grizzlies. Had a nice nice win last night over the Houston Rockets. That was for some. One twenty one, one thirteen, and uh they get a win. They finally get a win over Dylan Brooks. He gets a technical foul. No way. Uh crowd cheers. Um and uh Gigi Jackson and had another nice game. Wait, did you go or were you T V? No, I was watching okay. on TV. Did you did you watch afterwards? Yes. I I like so you, you, I watched you, DVR. DVR'd. Okay. The post-game show, mm-hmm. I think it's the longest post-game show we've had in a very, very long time. Oh, Felt right. like really, that was like the post-game show of snapping the nine-game losing streak. Let's talk to everybody. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's let's enjoy these good vibes. Yeah. Like, I flipped it back. I was like, it's still on? <laughs> well, you know, there's, it's probably, uh, I mean, listen, there haven't been that many lately, and uh, it's going into the all-star break. You know, honestly, they're playing tonight, and you know... Everyone is, you know, win or lose tonight, those guys are not going to be able to get out of that locker room fast enough. Oh, yeah. So I mean, everyone's probably – the reason why is probably everyone was making themselves available last night. Yeah. So they can, like, be like, listen, I talked last night. <laughs> I, you know, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm sure that's part of the calculus. Yeah, there there could be some <laughs> – Listen, I, I did it last TA, night. It's who, a smart move. I, I, I Listen, Zeebo, even, Zeebo even would, someone like me who advocates for media access, that's a smart move. I think it was TA was the one that would try to bail before we'd get in there, and Zebo would try to – Take such a long shower that we would just leave. Mm, mm. This feels like uh, the TA move. Well, they get the win. I actually, I actually wrote a column about something Taylor Jenkins said before the game, Jeffrey, about what we've talked about over the the course of really forever. It feels like over the last couple of months. Uh, he said uh, he said that he r- kind of mixed messagey from what Kleiman said on Friday. When I guess I forget, I don't know exactly how he was asked how the question came up, but ultimately he said. Uh, that the team has not considered yet shutting any of their players down for the season at this point, uh, heading into the All-Star break. Uh, I wrote a column. I think they should be considering doing that. We've said that I mean, on the show. In fairness, Kleiman didn't say it either. It's just Kleiman did not come out as emphatically in the, these guys want to, you know, they're hungry. Yeah. Um, but it seems like specifically. Desmond, I don't think you can find a quote of Kleiman saying like, "Eh, we're on to next year." Like, even though you no, can, yeah, yeah, no, you're you right. can read between the lines, and you're like, "They're on to next year." Yes. Um, no, you. Yes, exactly. It, it it's a delicate, delicate thing. Correct. Ultimately, but they should be considering it. How they do it, how you deploy it, how you do it, so you can do it within the rules of the game. That's up to you, but you should be considering it. See, I guess this would be the only pushback I have with the take is, mm-hmm. 
I think they are. Okay. I I, I think they're tacit. I think they're tacit moves. You have, you have to say that. Right. You, you have to say right. that. Right. You don't listen, you you don't want to launch the old investigation mm-hmm. into what you're doing with the injury report. But it seems to me that that's kind of what they've been doing. I think the one risk, and I don't even think it's a risk in terms of I do not care about uh, valuable minutes, valuable minutes that could be played with Dez and Marcus Smart because on every team I've ever played for in my entire life, I can't think of, you know, Mark, what held over? those la- That last 15% of last year, that really held over to the next year. It always, when the offseason happens, like you restart back in training camp. Mm-hmm. Now, I suppose you can make the argument it makes it easier to pick it up if you've. Well, uh, my, my whole issue with that argument, I, I can actually see where like playing together helps going into next season. My problem is like Jaw's not going to be playing ultimately. And we saw even in the nine games that he played this season, it's a completely how, different team. <laughs> it's like a different team when like, he's out there. Literally looked. You didn't even have to be an expert to go, that looks different. So, like, having them all play together, uh, that to me is, listen, I can see some benefit to it. I just don't think it outweighs the risk of, like, ultimately what would be even worse than what's already happened. Do like, I think we can talk ourselves into, like, this is, like, the happy, this is the happy, what we're watching right now, these happy-go-lucky, you know, Gigi Jackson and Vince Williams, great consolation prize to a, you know, this isn't a lost season. We found these two guys. And, like, I am all for consolation prizes in a season like this. But ultimately, this season went haywire, and, like, the worst thing that could happen right now is, like, having guys playing games they don't need to be playing in. And if you can find a way around it, you need to take that route. That's what I think. Because next season is so important. The next two seasons are so important to maximize what you can do as a team. And so... uh I hope they are considering it behind no, I, the scenes. To put it, to put it even more bluntly, this—I'm sorry if you cannot accept this season's over. I don't know what to do with you. But what they've not had the season—the the season's not over. The, the like the the competitive. Yes, the competitive. And I would say I phrase it like this in the column: the most competitive thing they can do right now. Is be as ready as possible for next season. That's the most competitive thing they can do. Be healthy for next season. You have, you have, you have two seasons that are guaranteed with Ja, Dez, and Jaron under contract. Mm -hmm. You have to treat it like that is it. Mm -hmm. The last few seasons, you have not been at full strength to start the season. Mm -hmm. If you do anything to jeopardize, if any decision you make jeopardizes not being ready to go day one, then that is a mistake. Yeah. The only the only thing stopping this from happening should be the players themselves. If they right. are and like that insistent. Is where, that's the only that is the only argument that I'll listen to is if it creates friction, but in the end I mean the guy like listen, Des has been hurt. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart has had injuries yeah. last few seasons. Like we get it. I think probably also Probably going to be some boredom. Yeah. Yeah. Jaron, you probably want to get to 65 so you can be eligible for the postseason awards, right? Sure. You know, there's probably some contractual stuff that he could be up for if he does that. So, um, you know, it's a a nuanced thing. It's a, uh, and, but like ultimately, 
what's best for the team is, you know, just continuing on like they're playing like they're playing right now, scrappy bunch who are in it every game. You know, it's not like they're making a mockery of the game out there. This team's playing hard and has been like in games in the fourth quarter most of the time and won one last night. No, they made it more of a mockery of the game in the first 15 games. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, interesting. Yeah, they were trying then. Interesting stuff in uh, heading into the All-Star break. Let's talk to Eric Hasseltine about the game tonight, the game last night, where this team's headed to into the All-Star break. He'll join us next. You're listening to Giannotto and Jeffrey on 92.9. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. FM ESPN. Giannotto and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannotto and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Program is brought to you by Memphis's number one spot for indoor golf, Birdies. Located in the historic South Main District of downtown at 493 South Main Street, Suite 101. Birdies has three golf simulators, a virtual putting course, as well as a full-service bar and a great menu. And right now at Birdies, you can sign up for a membership. $100 will get you 10 hours on a Birdies simulator. It's a fantastic deal. When I was there with my brother, my brothers, I should say, on Saturday, one of my brother's buddies walked in, and he was taking advantage of the membership, talking about what a great deal it is. You can play one of 600 courses worldwide. You can also play the arcade-style games. Also, if you just want to go check out, maybe watch some EPL soccer, Birdie's a great spot on Saturday mornings to go hang out and watch some soccer. You can reserve a hitting bay today at golf at birdies.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at birdies901. That music means that we welcome to the program the Memphis Grizzlies radio network play-by-play announcer. He, of course, is Eric Hastine. Grizzlies and Bucks tonight. Wait, is it a weird tip-off time? Tonight, Eric? 7.30. 7.30. So pregame at 7 o'clock, tip-off with Eric. They just wanted to hold you for 30 more minutes before you go on vacation with your boy? No, I, no. actually, we're not going anywhere. Um, oh, I thought you said you were going to Orlando. We were. Okay. Um, we have a rule in our house. If you play for a team and uh, they have 
games, you you got to stick around. I'm no, I know the rule well. Oh my, my gosh! My summer, everybody would do all these. You're fun, signing up for the team. Fun, fun spring breaks, fun summer vacations. Not the rights. Yeah. We stayed so, and played. Here's the thing. So he, you know, he's homeschooled now. So he plays for a, a great group of guys at the Memphis, the MHEA. Uh, they have two 12U teams. Um, and the, the A team is unbelievably really good, really, really talented. Their group mainly has won the back-to-back national homeschool titles um, for, with that group that, that when they were 10. So uh, they've got all the kids that just moved up to 12. And then the thing, and, and John Eubanks, the coach, just a great dude, great coach. Um, and we're with the B team our first year. And they're pretty good. I mean, they lose some games, win some games, but they have their homeschool regionals mm. next week, and they leave Wednesday. We were supposed to come back Thursday, but they're in Frisco, Texas. I obviously cannot attend. His mother has uh, has a an 18 month old and his stepdad, so it was hard for them because they have regular, you know, they have jobs, and so um, you know, I kind of informed his coach. I said, "Hey, I, I just don't know that I'm going to be able to get him. I don't want to put it on somebody to put him in their car and then." you know, half the chaperone them. And so I kind of just assumed that we would just go, okay, cool. Well, if you can make it to nationals in Springfield in a couple of weeks and we'll do that. Uh, our coach is such a good guy. He goes, Oh no, he can ride with us and we'll get him a room right across the way. And he and my son can room together and I'll keep an eye on him. And I was like, awesome. Thanks. Mm. Hey, American airlines, I'm going to need to cancel those flights. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> there you go. Um, and, and the only person whose fault that is, is me because I jumped the gun before getting the final answer. I just kind of assumed because mm. I feel bad. I don't want, I, I, I hate asking anybody for anything help wise, let alone say, Hey, by the way, let me dump my 12 year old in your lap for four days while you guys go to Dallas to play basketball, which by the way, eats up about two hours out of a 24 hour day. So, um, to make you feel better, I feel like my parents did that to me a couple times with sports tournaments. Like that, that just happens, you know. And yeah, no, I I know people do it. I just didn't like asking, especially because we're mm. new to the group, and ah, so I, I was kind of like, hey, this is kind of a lot to ask. And I also think it's a sign your son is probably pretty out. good. You know, they, yeah. they, they 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 needed him on the trip. <laughs> well, he's okay. He's okay. He's 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 uh. He's a good shooter, and he plays hard on defense. But at the twelve-year-old level, you know the kids that really kind of take over the kids that can create off the dribble, and we're still working that aspect. And yeah. um, unfortunately for puberty. him, he's not built lean and long. He's built, he's good size, but he's he's a he's a little more rumbling, bumbling, stumbling than he is. Uh, you know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Middle school, love it. Um, all right, Eric. Uh, we last game before the All Star break. Obviously, right. it's always a uh, you know. Exactly. I have to attend this one. I, I I tried to see if I could just opt out of this one. It's on national TV. They said no. Yeah, um, looks like Jaron Jackson Jr. will not play. He's listed as right. doubtful for tonight's game. Yep. Um, but they did get the nice win. Ended the don't go into the All Star break with this long losing streak. End it last night right. against Houston. Dylan isn't undefeated against them like he wanted to be. Uh, all in all, a nice felt like a nice way to cap things off. I know there's a game tonight, but where, you know, where's this at for you now that we're past the deadline? We're going into the All Star break. How are you sort of taking in what is happening with this season? You know, obviously six months ago you would have never predicted that this is what we would be going through with the season. At the same time, you know, moments like last night are not you know bad. They're fun. No. They are. Um, so, you know, you, you roll back six months ago, 
as you said, we all knew that Stephen Adams wasn't coming back. Now, whether they made a move to replace him was questioned, and that that would help if you were in the right position to make said move. I always kind of stood by when people asked me, I'm not going to make a move just to salvage a season to get a six seed or a five seed, when in reality we know the losses of Adams and Brandon Clark last year against the Lakers were the difference in that series. And it's nothing against the guys that were there, but the Lakers got extra opportunities with offensive rebounds. The Grizzlies weren't as good in the pick and roll as they have been defensively. When Adams is not out there, it's not knocking Jaron. But Jaron was is, you know, is a great defender individually. He becomes greater when he has a good big man playing the pick and roll the way Steven Adams did or an athletic rebounder the way Brandon Clark does. It allows him more freedom. So um Six months ago, I thought, okay, look, you, you fight, you get into either the play-in or, or you get the six or, you know, maybe the five seed, and then you roll the dice and see what happens. Um, but, you know, with Brandon's game based on bounce and athleticism, as I like to say, um, I wanted them to be cautious. Not that I don't think Brandon Clark is capable of healing and playing, but, you know, that young man's got a lot more years left in his career. Mm-hmm. And to push a situation, I was always of the opinion, be more cautious on that than than normal because mm-hmm. that's when you don't want to reoccur. And so six months ago, I was thinking it'll be okay, you know, and then the, the first 25 obviously did not go anywhere near the way they had wanted and guys were in and out of the lineup. Then Ja comes back and you think, okay, maybe you make a push. Maybe now you're playing for the plan. And then Ja obviously gets hurt. And now it is kind of what you guys have said, but I, I do agree with the narrative that, you can only say for so long, oh, this is such a great story. These young kids fight, and they do this, and they do. But even the young guys are competitors. They're, they don't want to hear, oh, it's great. They're out there fighting and good. Here's your participation trophy. They don't want that. There's no moral victories. So to see them come through last night, that was that was good. Um, you know, Gigi Jackson is developing uh, NBA game awareness night in, night out. That That experience is invaluable. We've seen what Vince has done. I thought Chris Harrington said it really well this morning uh, with you, Jeffrey, where he said, you know, essentially he he had a poor shooting game. He did not shoot the ball well, Mm -hmm. but he had an impact on the game. He had seven assists in the first half. He was dropping passes to guys and getting in there. And then you you see what happened in Charlotte to the Grizzlies happened with the Grizzlies. Guy like Lamar Stevens, guy like Jordan Goodwin, guys that weren't getting opportunities to play where they are, get an opportunity to play. And they're not just playing for the Grizzlies, and I know that may sound, you know, a little disturbing to people. They're playing for their careers. Yeah. They're playing to show people they belong. So they're going to give you everything they got. And the, you know, we, we talk about the NBA, and it's clear there are dominant teams. The, the most dominant team right now in our game is Boston. I mean, it, it just is what it is. They thumped Brooklyn last night. They become the third team in NBA history to have two 50-plus point wins in a season. Ironically, one of them was the 92-93 Sacramento Kings, who sucked out loud. I know that because I was there. (laughs) They were awful. Um, But, um, you know, it's it's not – you're not far off. You know, you're not going out and getting drummed every night. Mm -hmm. You're losing games because of lack of experience, lack of depth. And – the one thing that's encouraging and I think goes to accommodation to not only the coaches, but the players as well is that they're out there hammering it away every night. And every person I've talked to that's played this team, even in Boston, they just said, Hey, look, they played hard. They're just outmatched. I mean, they had eight guys, six of which didn't have NBA contracts. They're not, they're not going out and just getting drummed on a nightly basis. You're going to have some nights where you do, 
and you're going to have nights like last night, but it's how you handle them. And they seem to have that mentality like, okay, next one, move on to the next, move on to the next, move on to the next. And they're moving on that way. So that's impressive. The coaches are doing their job. The players are doing what they're paid to do. And it just is what it is. Is Jerry Sloan once told Rob Fisher when he asked him, about how he thought Mark Ivoroni was doing with the with his Grizzlies team. And he says, you know, you can't win the Kentucky Derby riding a jackass now, can you? And mm-hmm. he's right. you got to have the horses to run the race. And it's not to say these guys can't play, but there's just certain types of players. There's only a handful that are alphas that can go get you 30 any given night. There's only a handful that are the complement to that alpha that, that really work together and make it special. Um, and you've got that. And I think you guys were spot on when you were saying, okay, look, this is about being ready for next October, for this October 24. This is about being ready for a two-year window where you know you have these guys locked up, and now you know you're going to have some money and some roster spots, whether it's through the draft or through free agency where you mm-hmm. get a big man that tries to fill the void, and it is a big void left by Steven Adams. You're not going to find Steven Adams out there. You're just not. But if you can find a guy that can play pick-and-roll defense, that can set big screens, that doesn't need ball touches to get his game going, then you've done somewhat of a job of replacing it. And you've developed a couple young players that you can add into your rotation. You'll probably say goodbye to a couple of guys in the offseason and then see where the ping-pong balls fall and and where you are in the draft. So, um, look, for me, people ask me every night, is is this hard for you watching this? I'm like, absolutely not, because – it's, you know, you know they're playing. You know kind of where your fate lies and you know what's going on. But it's still fun. It's still fun to come to work. It wasn't fun, you know, having to deal with something last night in the back and have to sprint to do the hot takes where I was out of breath. That was kind of embarrassing. But, <laughs> you know, we all we all have our moments. But, um, yeah, everybody needs a little break. Play hard tonight. Let the guys go out there and, you know, fight it out. You know, if Jaron's not there, so be it. Jaron's not there. Be be done with it. I know it's not great for the TNT audience because they want to see Jaron Jackson if he's the one star the Grizzlies have that's notori- notable to NBA fans. But, you know, maybe they see something too. And I, I think, again, we go back to where people at times, and I see it sometimes in social media posts where guys are going and, you know, these people that, that go, oh, Taylor Jenkins should do this or Taylor. Like, okay. I hate to tell you this. Red Auerbach could mysteriously walk through the door because he's been dead for whatever. He gets miraculously, like, you know, brought back to life and he comes to coach his team. They're not winning more games. They're just not. It just is what it is. So when you're missing seven of your top eight guys, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And I think they're handling it really well. And, you know, look, like Luke Kennard last night comes out, knocks down three threes, sets a tone, misses two free throws. So instead of, like, Hey, Luke, how does it feel to get a win? I said, how bad are you going to stew about those two missed free throws tonight, big guy? And he kind of looked up at me. He's like, you're really going to hit me with that when we win? I was like, of course It was shocking to watch. Yeah. Back to back. I said, of course I am. I said, because I know great shooters, and you fall into that category, and I know how you guys think, and I know that you're going to sit home and think about how great it is to get a win, but all day tomorrow you're going to be like, damn, I missed two free throws, aren't you? And he just kind of laughed and goes, you know, that's, that's, you're not wrong. And so that's kind of where we're going. And so, I, you know, look, man, I love it. This is what I love to do. I'm uh, making dinner for the crew tonight right now as we speak. And What's on the um, menu? What's on the menu? Well, this is the frustrating thing when you move. Your new Kroger doesn't have the same thing as your old Kroger has. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it, it's laid out Japanese. similar but not the exact same. Yeah. yeah, That's rough. Not even close. No, this one, it's close. but It's like it's learning a new close. offense. Yeah. It's like learning it's, a new uh, offense. It's like, yeah, we, we not we, a lot of demand for udon noodles, apparently, in Arlington. 
So, oh, okay. Uh, they have pod thai. So instead of my udon with chicken and a yakitori sauce that I mix up and some mushrooms in there, which we were uh, we were blessed with many times in Suite 216 because we all got tired of ham sandwiches during mm. COVID because that's what they gave us. Um, I told everybody I'd cook tonight. So it's an easy dish to make, but uh, just going to be a substitute of pod thai. And, you know, I'm going to be like Luke Kennard and be sitting there stewing going, yeah, this is better than the meaty room food. But it's not udon noodles, doggone it. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like Taylor. You know, listen, the ingredients change. You still got to put a dish out there, you know. Um, you, you got that right. Um, <laughs> any more buzzwords for us? <laughs> By the way, Giannis and Lillard are probable tonight uh, for yeah, the Bucks. Uh, so it looks like they're going to play. I, I think they're angry, too. Apparently, <laughs> They uh, they had a little lap so a lap over with the Rockets yesterday at their team hotel. So uh, some of the suites weren't quite ready. So oh yeah. boy! Oh I, no! I hate you hate to see that. Yeah. yeah, I was really bummed about that. I was hoping that the restaurant magically was not available for them to eat, and every other place that saw them said, "Nope, we're not serving you tonight, boys." Uh, uh, but then again, I want people to make money, and I want our city to have a good reputation. Well, and this is Giannis loves the wings here. Remember, he had like his whole his thing. He had the lemon pepper wings from uh, Wing Guru, I think, and loved oh, them. I don't doubt it. Uh, I mean, they are delicious, are they not? I mean, any, <laughs> I've never had a bad flavor at the Wing Guru, to be honest with you. And I'm still Billy Richmond and I uh, would run into each other every now and. Certainly a shameless name drop on my part right there. But uh, I'd run into him at the gym, and I'd say, you know, Billy, you know it would be really cool when I come into your restaurant sometime? And he goes, what's that? I go, to see my name next to John Martin's on the mm. wall. And he goes, yeah, we got to make that happen. I'm like, yep, still, you know what? Still no name. Still can't, no- get a, can't get a Casamigos cocktail before the game like the guys hosting the in arena stuff. Can't get my name on the wing guru roll. Can't get it on noodles, but life is still good. Say hello to Doc Rivers for us tonight. Well, I actually plan on seeing Dave Yeager probably post-game and catch oh, That's right. Yeah. Yeager's back. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This will be all right. Well, have a good all-star break, Eric. We will uh, talk to you next week. Uh, can I come in studio next week since I don't have anything to do? Yeah. Eh, more than welcome to. More than merry. You, you can come in tomorrow and Friday, or and Monday if you want. <laughs> uh, oh, to fill in for you? or to well, I, Yeah, I'm out, I'm, out, I'm out tomorrow mm-hmm. and Monday because uh, my kid's school's closed. So. Thursday, you can get Thursday. If you want to do your thing Thursday, you can record some stuff. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. So, I might, we'll talk. We'll yeah, talk. You all have right. my number. We'll talk to your agent. All right. Talk to my agent. All right. See you guys. All right, Eric. Thank you. That was Eric Hasseltine uh, from the Memphis Grizzlies Radio Network. When we come back, we'll get into the list. You're listening to Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers. Say, play 92.9 ESPN. Hit buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You're talking NBA right now. I mean, Grizzlies... You know, I know we all don't want to say it, but probably a good thing to fade them at this point for the rest of the season. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Smith and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and, of course, of 92.9 FM ESPN. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is now withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-978. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.